Hello and welcome to the What Are We Even Doing Here podcast, the podcast that seeks the answer to the question of what are we even doing here from a biblical perspective. We are part of the Christian Podcast Community. Check out this and many other great podcasts at christianpodcastcommunity.org. My name is Daryl and the Word of God says from Genesis 17, verse 5, No longer shall you be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make you into a great nation, and kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God to you and to your offspring after you. Now, the reason why I chose that verse today was because we see the... As you hear my son in the background here, is we, 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 we see the covenant of grace there. And that, that verse, hold on, buddy. <laughs> and that, that verse was a, a key for me to convince me of why we should baptize our children. And some of our guests that I have on today, their podcast helped me see that through, through this scripture and, and many other scriptures. But they, they had a few uh, episodes of covenant theology, as well as explaining infant baptism. And I was going through a period where I was transitioning into a Presbyterian church, but I wasn't truly convinced right before that if if I wanted to commit to that because I was convinced of, of Baptist theology. But their podcast was instrumental in bringing me along. And also, that's where the first place I heard about this reformed Twitter Reform Twitter? What is that? I was, I was kind of on Twitter, in and out of Twitter, mainly a Facebook guy, but I heard Reform Twitter. And I actually thought that was like a place on Twitter specifically for Reformed people. <laughs> I didn't know it was just a bunch of Reformed people that kind of got to know each other there. But I'm very grateful for that, too, because I've made a lot of friends with, with Christian brothers and sisters, so I'm grateful for them. So without further ado, I will bring on the real Tony. I'm Angela Pangela. And Charles Vaughn, how are you guys doing? They also have a blog now called The New Geneva. How are you guys? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. Wonderful. Wonderful to be with you, Daryl. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for having us, Daryl. Well, th- thanks for coming on. Yeah. And like, like I said, I'm, I'm grateful for you guys. And, and now, Charles, your writings on, on The New Geneva uh, blog. And, and we've interacted a few times on Twitter as well. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm just I'm just uh, grateful. And it's true. That's how I got on Twitter was actually listening to your podcast. And I don't know how I came across your podcast. I listened to so many that I'm sure I heard it recommended on another one. Wow. And yeah. And uh, yeah, I, we always felt like a tiny little podcast, just kind of a, you know, fun, personal project. Uh, we enjoy theology as uh, I'd say Tony's uh, more serious than me and, and Charles is maybe more serious than both of us, but um, uh, both of those guys have education in theology. I'm a hobbyist and I just love theology. Um, but a lot of people don't realize the new Geneva started first as a blog before we ever had a podcast and the podcast kind of grew out of that um, you know, writing um things about theology kind of helped me get my thoughts in order and really sharpen up on new concepts that I was learning in Reformed theology. So uh, that's kind of the, where did we come from a little bit about it? I know you guys probably have more to say about it. Is that a question? 
yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything you guys want to want to add to that? You know, I I sent you a little outline, but you know, we don't. Uh, I'm I, sorry, I, I've gone no, off. No, no, no. I, 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 Angela's I, I, I never found outline. Hi, I, I, I am Angela, and I do what I want. <laughs> 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 Rebel. That's sort of podcasting Rebel. with Angela. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Angela said, it started as a blog, and I think it went well enough. And we were encouraged enough to just make it a podcast. And then it took off into podcasting and it was wonderful doing that. We really enjoyed it. But the thing that really knocked that off course with a lot of things was COVID. Mm -hmm. And when that whole uh, time period hit, I would say, and then, you know, homeschooling issues and different job issues, it just became very, time was very limited. So that's where we kind of, uh, veered back to just keep it with the blogging you know folks don't realize um you know we're we're big fans of uh the uh what are we even doing here podcast and the (laughs) christian podcast community um and there's a lot of great podcasts on that network i'll tell you if you've ever been involved in podcasting, it is a really time consuming hobby. It, yes. it takes a lot out of the folks putting these podcasts together. So um, much love to you, Daryl. I know it's a lot of work and it's the labor of love. And so mm. for us, when COVID hits and all of the extra um, requirements uh, at home happened um, for me and then some work things, um, it became difficult. I know Tony had kind of the same situation and Charles wasn't with us yet. So we've been on an indefinite break, but um, time still allows for us to write. So, you know, we've kind of breathed a new life into the blog and that's a lot of fun. And um, Charles has joined us for that. And I have been loving what Charles is putting out in terms yeah. of writing. Um, I, I'd love for you to share more about that, Charles. Yeah. Yeah. So, Charles, well, introduce yourself to, to our listening audience there. Yes, that's uh, Charles Vaughn. And um, I am in the Twitter halls of reform Twitter and elsewhere. Uh, during COVID, I was still a student at Westminster Seminary, California. And though I wasn't writing for the blog, uh, The New Geneva, I was writing heavily uh, <laughs> while I was there. Yeah. Um, you know, lots of papers, lots of uh, different uh, tasks to do there. So, um, you know, was it the end of last year? I think it was. Uh, Tony and Angela said, hey, we're doing these Reformation stories. We want to start the blog uh, up again and, and getting more content up there. So I, I did that. That was my first piece. And I, I'm looking forward to doing a lot more. Um, my my next little bit of writing is going to involve some Reformed liturgy. So I'm looking forward to doing that. I'm looking forward to that, too, because I love Reformed liturgy. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. M- yes. My background a little bit. Um I'm sure my listening audience is sick of hearing it, but uh, I like saying it because who knows who's, who's listening that's new. Uh, and maybe somebody's going through the same journey kind of that I've done, but I grew up Roman Catholic. So, you know, there's liturgy there. Um, definitely. And I'm grateful for my upbringing in Roman Catholicism, but then, you know, I went away from it, kind of went into new age stuff for a while. And then through events in my life was led to the Lord and then ended up in a Christian missionary Alliance church. And there was very, you know, more like a charismatic type, uh, you know, mm-hmm. three songs up front sermon or 
sometimes TED talk and, uh, yeah, <laughs> and then, yeah. and then, and then uh, uh, maybe a song at the end. And at that time, you know, I, I only knew to compare that to, uh, you know, the Roman Catholic uh, liturgy. So I'm thinking, Oh, this is the way the Bible teaches it. And I didn't know I was new to the Bible. I never really read it until I was saved. And then as I, I grew in, in theology and, and um, listened to a lot more reformed teaching, uh, I, I come to realize that, that liturgy is actually like a more formal liturgy is more of a scriptural base. So I'm looking forward to, to your, your writings and I love it. I look forward to the Lord's day and, and because you hear the gospel throughout the mm. whole service, you know, it's not mm. just yeah. something that's added on. Like it's there, like there's a, a reason we do the call to worship. There's a, a reason uh, for, for corporate prayer. There's a reason for the hymns we sing and the Psalms, especially that we sing. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it's all pointing to Christ from, from call to worship to benediction. So I'm looking, definitely looking forward to, to your writings. I can go off. I love it. I can go off all. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, Daryl, you're actually making me feel excited right now. I'm feeling, <laughs> I'm picking up your energy because I feel it the same way. Like, uh, um, I did not grow up Catholic. I grew up in a Bible church. Um, mm-hmm. But the pastor of my church growing up um, had himself grown up Lutheran. And um so my church growing up was a Bible church that was affiliated with the evangelical free church. And so I didn't understand it to be liturgy at my church growing up, but I understand and realize now that there was a loose sort of liturgy there at my church growing up, like you may be more solidified than you would expect at a generic kind of evangelical church. Um, so I, I appreciate that now. I didn't understand that then um, and didn't recognize it as such. And I know, you know, you'll see people on reform Twitter Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) say, um, you know, everyone has a liturgy, whether they realize it or not. And that's true. Right. Um, But I I understand the elements better now. And just like you said, Daryl, I love the intentionality of a liturgy that is designed to give you the gospel in every element um, and take you through that dialogical worship. It's mm-hmm. just so, I don't know. It moves my heart every week. Every and the week. people said, amen. Yeah. <laughs> and and that, that's what's, what's frustrating now is, is like, I still know of course, brothers and sisters in Christ in, in churches that don't have a more formal liturgy. So I'm trying to find ways to, to help them along to see that, you know, it's it's not this this stiff, you know, yeah. going through the motions thing. It, you yeah. know, uh, it, you know. So they sing the contemporary songs and raise their hands, which is fine. You know, whatever. I I, I was doing that sometimes during doxology. I want to do it in our service too, but I don't <laughs> want to freak people out. But uh, <laughs> but but there, you know, it's not about the like like this this just emotional experience that you'll mm-hmm. have at the moment that you know can be whipped up so what 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 kind of got me too is i was in a cover band before so i used to and i was on the worship uh. team. so so what i used to do like saturday night i'd be playing out in a club right and and people would be dancing singing you know whatever and, and then i go to to play service the next day and I, I felt like all right the only thing that really changed was the venue like people are still kind of yeah. reacting the same way yes right? like it, it so should be, should be different mm. you know it shouldn't be going to a concert because people have that experience at, at a regular like mm. concert you know he's fine you're gonna have fun there but but sunday lord's day service should be completely different than than that a just an emotional experience it's you yeah know? and There's i think people need so to have 
Yeah, there's something so dignified about reformed worship that yeah. I really love. And it's, um, it, you know, the word that I would use um, uh, that came to my mind as you were talking, Daryl, is, you know, contrast that with sort of a performative mm-hmm. experience. And I, I, I have a similar history as you. I used to um, be a part of worship team. I was heavily involved in worship team for years. And, you know, I... I look back on that now and it was some very sweet times in my life. Actually, I loved it. And I have wonderful memories of that, but also I can, I can understand now and look back on that and remember how many times we had to give ourselves the pep talk. Well, this is not a performance. Why are you having to talk yourself off the ledge about that? It's because you know, it is. Mm Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and this is not, you know, like you said, Daryl, not to, not to detract from, um, uh, folks, um, who are in churches with that style of worship. I understand, uh, you know, and, and we were there once ourselves, but, um, yeah. there's something about, um, reformed worship that for me, and it is anything but dead. It is, it is so dignified and moving in just, a way that has super depth um that's yeah it's not about performative and emotional experience although my emotions are often stirred right that's an outflow that's different than i don't know how to explain the difference it's almost something you have to experience i mm-hmm. that's my plug to yeah. to the listeners <laughs> is, you know don't I, knock it until you've tried it yeah. right here yeah. Oh, Charles, I don't Charles. think we've had one on, on reform worship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, I always remember the quote uh, that uh, I saw on Facebook and I shared from Robert Godfrey. He said, don't come to church for an emotional experience. Come to church for truth. Yeah. And that's it right there. And the truth should drive your emotions. Like yeah. there's no, uh, how, how, how much emotion do you get when you hear that you're a sinner saved by grace? through faith in, in the finished work of Christ. He died on the cross for our sins and that's the truth. And yeah. that will drive our emotions. We don't need like a song to do that. We, we yeah. can sing songs about that definitely, but, but to hear that throughout the service and yeah. be reminded of that and be yeah. assured of our salvation, of course, we're going to get emotional about that, but that's, sure. that's the truth. That's what we need to hear. So it's not mm-hmm. just this empty emotion, like this, you know, Jesus is my boyfriend type songs. It's yeah. the rich theology that, that, that drives us again. I can go on forever about it. But. Yeah, it's, it's not, yeah. we're, we're not afraid of emotions right. per se. Mm-hmm. It's performed emotionalism, you know, mm-hmm. and it, the word of God, the truth, it, it, just as you said, Daryl should stir our affections yeah. towards Christ. And for me, I think one thing that... worship very often does. Yeah. Charles, yeah, we just have that. Anthony Charles, that is. <laughs> well, he was good. See, <laughs> try and control three people. Me. Yeah. <laughs> this is a, a little bit of a circus here, isn't it? <laughs> fun. It's fun. It's like reformed Twitter, like come to life. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, I was just going to add. I recently Replies, switched tweets, from um, tweets. <laughs> transition from the, the PCA which I did not have any bad experience. Like you see on Twitter, people talking about their PCAs, mm-hmm. but I switched from the PCA to the URC to be a part of a church plant in my community. And one thing they're very good at is telling you why they're doing what they're doing in the liturgy. 
like the first mm-hmm. use or mm-hmm. correction, the second use of the law, the pedagogical use of the law. When you hear that in full force, and then you hear the gospel after that, that is what will stir you right there. When you really heard the gospel taught, you know, preached as the law, or I'm sorry, when you hear the law preached as it should be preached, mm-hmm. and then here's the gospel, I think that is what creates an emotional response. And then also bringing the third use of the law into that, teaching us how we should live. And I think outlining these things is what's made it much more helpful for me to follow than back when I was just an evangelical. Mm, Definitely. Knowing why we do things the way we do it. Yeah. A a lot of people are coming out of regular um, American evangelicalism and are confused of what they saw there. Um, Mm you know, what they've been in all their lives or the last five, 10 years and, and, and walking into a reformed church is going to be scary almost and confusing, mm-hmm. you know, and, and yeah, it needs to be, they need to be helped along in that and, and taught, you know, I, what began to change my thinking uh, in some of these areas were, um, you know, I, I was on staff at a non-denominational denomination church uh let's, let, let's be clear that's a denomination, denomination. i think i think i know who you're talking about <laughs> yeah uh, so you know i was on staff and i would see the order of worship it was their version of a liturgy and uh and churches like that where you have um uh whoever it is that first uh welcomes in the congregation and says hey how's everybody doing tonight this is what reformed liturgy offers and, and what's the, the most beautiful. And I can go over each, you know, little thing. You'll have to go back to the new Geneva block to, to read up, but uh, the call to worship, we have an all holy, almighty covenant, keeping God, father, son, and Holy spirit, whom calls us to worship him. Church should open like that. Amen. Yeah. After, after church is over, we see how everyone's doing personally, pastorally, you know, that, that's where we fellowship and, and, you know, discuss and, and grow and all that kind of stuff. But worship is starting. We are worshiping our creator and our redeemer mm. and soon to be a consummator when Christ returns. Amen. Shoot, Charles, you're getting the goosebumps. Yeah. Well, you know what? This is cool that it went in this direction because I I've been waiting to do a, a an episode on on worship. So hey, we're basically doing it right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, Daryl, how about that outline? Yeah, definitely. Well, let's get back to that. Daryl, I was going to say, yeah, you, go you wrote a great article for the New Geneva. Yeah. And I just want to let your listeners know it was oh. fantastic, and we were wanted to ask you to write again for us also so maybe we could do something on reform worship or whatever you would like to do i know you're also going to be going to seminary soon yes you're probably gonna have a lot of good stuff i smell a series yeah well we'll we'll see how how much of a course load i have coming in the future starting it's it's uh, i'm doing the westminster online uh not not california out here in in the philly area Mm -hmm. Uh, we got the best of both worlds all around we have you with Westminster in the East, Charles in the West, <laughs> Angela holding down the Midwest. Yeah. 
It's like the the we East really Coast West Coast of the rap the battle, but with. Uh... <laughs> 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 you seen our reform yeah. Twitter? It kind of yeah. is like that. It kind of is a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so you. Uh, Charles, you're writing uh, your next blog on reform liturgy, but what what other um, blogs do you have, guys, uh, coming for the future? Well, I know uh, one that I'm working on is. Go ahead, Angela. No, I'm sorry, you'll have to cut that out, Daryl. <laughs> you go first, Tony. <laughs> well, he doesn't do that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you know, one that's stirring in me is to look at the three uses of God's law. And, you know, the first sense is a civic sense, an ethical sense, a pedagogical sense. And then also, especially the third use of the law, which is how can we live a life of gratitude? And especially as Reformed Christians, it's guilt. God gives us the grace. He saves us by the gospel. And then how should we live from that point forward? And I think I love all the discussions I see online about the proper distinction between law and gospel. But just my general vibe is that the third use of law has kind of been kind of like omitted or people are not aware of that part of the, the proper distinction. And that's actually a threefold use of God's law. And I third would like to take a look at that. on hard times. Mm. Mm, it has. There, there, oh, there's questions I want to ask now, but I don't want to derail. But no, I'm going to ask it anyway. It's my show. <laughs> <laughs> do it. so so do you have any any thoughts of why the third use could possibly have taken a back seat a little bit well i have a conspiracy theory Ooh. excellent and my conspiracy theory is that the lutherans have really taken over things i knew you would say that you know we talked about being an ex-Lutheran, I could say, and I, I love Lutherans, and I love their passion for the gospel, and mm-hmm. I know that the original confessions affirm a third use of the law, but as far as on Reformed Twitter and social media, it seems that I don't really see Lutherans talking about that, and mm-hmm. many people are so overwhelmed when they really, they get away from a lordship salvation and they realize how glorious the gospel is that we truly stand in the righteousness of christ by faith alone that's given to us as a gift and we're passive in it it's so mind-blowing that that law got that initial pedagogical use of the law and then the gospel it's overwhelming and that's wonderful to share and it just seems that the third use as far as living a life to god's glory out of gratitude to me the do that it should be getting. So I just want to take a look at that, even for myself yeah. and just get my thoughts formulated on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you're saying that I'm, I was thinking that possibly because like you're saying, people coming out of Lordship salvation, where it's, you know, mm-hmm. the, it's the gospel as, as mm-hmm. is popularly mm-hmm. being termed where it gets mixed that, that maybe some are afraid that if they start, going with the third use like that it'll go back the other way instead of instead of saying that we live out of gratitude they don't want to become legalistic again or Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right in that direction so it's it's hard to find that balance so instead of yeah erring on the side of too much caution even, even martin luther he sometimes you can read him 
and it almost sounds like you don't hear a third use. And mm-hmm. I think the Roman Catholics started bringing that up just about the law. And then he started writing treatises on the Christian and good works. And he preaches the law just as firmly as any preacher I've ever heard mm-hmm. when he gets to that point. But I just wish that I think Luther, when he died some certain, I don't know if it's called Philippus, but there was a certain sect or whatever that kind of came to more prominence in Lutheran circles. And I may be getting the name wrong, but I feel that it kind of swayed even the the predestination teachings of Luther and bondage mm-hmm. of the will. It kind of really softened those to the point that even Louis Burkhoff says in his systematic theology that really in the doctrine of soteriology, that Lutheranism has more in common with, with Arminianism than the five points of Calvinism. And that was kind of alarming to me uh, to read that in Burkhoff and Bavink will say very similar things. So it's just something to be noteworthy of that we love as we love Lutherans and there's much to, to love about them and the gospel, but just to be aware that there's a reason for our differences. So just to keep those things in mind. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to that, that series you'll have on that. It's very, uh, it'll be encouraging and and very educational as well. Uh, So back to, to about the blog and and even the podcast that you used to do, which is missed. Uh, I'm sure I'm not the only one that misses it, but I understand (laughs) things come up, things come up because there was a period of time where, uh, you know, this, this show wasn't on and, and it's changed format because I started doing it with my wife. And even though she lives in the same house, it's hard to get our schedule together. Mm -hmm. Um, But what, what blessings have, have you seen come from the blog and the podcast uh, that maybe you you didn't expect that would, would be blessings. I know for me, I could say, Honestly, Daryl, you are one of the blessings from the oh, podcast. Yeah. Stop I, it, I mean stop that. It. I mean that with all sincerity. <laughs> really, I mean that it, people. I mean you yourself, as well as people like you. Yeah. Just that we we can kind of know that we played a small part, and they're coming to reform theology and how, kind of like we always use the imagery of a bridge to Geneva, and just that we could kind of point people to that bridge we're not the authorities but you know let us point you in the direction if you're already interested in making that journey that was always the mission i think that we had in mind so much um (laughs) you stole my answer um yeah this is such an easy question one of the biggest blessings coming out of the podcast and the blog um for me is also connections um with other christians and receiving feedback from folks that the mission that we set out to do, um, which is, you know, help folks who are um, becoming interested in reform theology, um, put their toes in the water, see what it's like. Um, it, you know, it can be, for me, I came from, uh, like I said, the Bible church world. Um, I always call it fundy adjacent and, uh, you know, a, a Baptist, all of those things. And coming to Reformed Theology was like this massive research project um, that just consumed me. Um, and a lot of the resources out there, now, I, I, I love to read. Um, I love to listen to podcasts. I'm kind of a nerdy academic anyhow. But um, it just felt like, 
completely overwhelming. Okay, I want to go read the resources about, you know, what is this, uh, what does this particular doctrine mean? And then half the words are words I don't know, you know, <laughs> so it's a huge undertaking. Um, and so we wanted to make reform theology accessible um, to folks. It's a little scary, you know, and, and help people know, hey, it's okay. You don't have to know it all in day one. Um, no shame in not knowing, you know, find out. It, here's a few of the topics. Let's talk about it and um, not and, and make people feel like it is okay to just jump in and go, hey, I'm learning and I'm not all the way there yet. And it's a process. Um, and so receiving feedback sometimes, Twitter and um, other places, I think we, we get, have gotten emails sometimes in the past from folks saying, um, your series on baptism was super helpful and I'm having my babies baptized in two weeks. I mean, man, that's amazing. That, I, that's probably the biggest blessing here to hear somebody baptize their babies because of listening to our podcast. Yes. Yes. Mm. It was worth it. <laughs> Definitely. And Charles, how about you since uh, writing for the blog? Yeah. Um, you know, being so new, I haven't experienced so, so many things just yet, but I'm, I'm, if I can speak more about how um, excited I am for the opportunity and to see what comes in the future. Um, who knows, maybe podcasts might be in the future. Mm. So, but uh, I, I would say that I'm excited because you have, um, you have the, the heavy hitter as far as reformed blogs out there. Um, and what the new Geneva is offering is what Angela Antonio already said is something that anyone can access, you know, uh, Dr. Clark might want to chase me down in his Heidel Jeep later, but that's, that's <laughs> advanced stuff, right? Yeah. And everybody, yeah. everybody has been to the Heidel blog who yeah. is in the reformed world, probably at least once or on their way to the reformed world. Um, but New Geneva is that bridge that those who haven't had any experience yet with um, any of the doctrines of grace, any of the reformed confessions or catechisms um, can come and start to read up, be helped. And, you know, the advanced stuff will come later. And it's also going to help me too, as a writer, I think, because I've, I've been in the seminary world and I've, I've written the wild papers and I want to be able to write that a child can understand what we are conveying about the reformed faith. And, and I think that not to dumb anything down, but to help people from uh, of all ages and spectrums where they're at, uh, theologically speaking. That's so great. I'm looking forward to it. Excited. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited as well to, to read. And also what I do sometimes, I have this app called Pocket. I don't know if you have used the Pocket app, but what you can do with that, you can – and Pocket's not paying me, just shouting out to this app uh, – you can take it like a blog and put it in pocket and then listen to it. So that's Whoa. what I, I'm sure there's other apps that do that too, but that's and what I'll do. Geneva sometimes. podcast lives. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it, even you, though, even you, though the, the voice that's re- that for some of the slower people, could you say it one more time? It does what it takes a podcast, uh, a blog article. Yeah. You, so you can put it a, to you. If yeah. You, you can put it in there. Yeah. You put it in oh, the pocket, okay. save it to pocket 
and then go to open the pocket app and there's these little headphone icon you just click on that and it'll read it to you and you can set Very the cool. speed that you want it to read back uh yeah so i I've, i do that often with blogs okay. if you know so mm-hmm. i can listen to them while i while i'm driving and uh great it's, it's great except the, one. yeah except Thank the voice the voice on there isn't you know always the best very robotic okay that's what i was gonna ask this is, is the natural natural or is it like the this is the new geneva the yeah exactly very good use yeah sound like siri or <laughs> yeah. or the now, english maybe there accents here i have to look at and see if there is another setting i'm sure there's another app that that's probably better than that but uh that's what the one i've been using so so awesome. people can still <laughs> listen to you you guys uh, in some sense i guess but <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh yeah, so we, <laughs> so we, before we close i just want to ask what encouragement can you give the listening audience i like to have our guests give some encouragement to the listeners well seriously in our times it it can sound cliche because everyone says this, but it's true, is that God is in control. Mm. That would be number one. And then specifically for for people who are newly reformed or at least trending in that direction, you know, don't believe everything you hear on Twitter or Facebook (laughs) or social media, uh, but read. I would encourage new people to, and old people, um, but read the Reformed Confession catechisms, the Heidelberg, the Westminster, and also read Calvin, read Bavank. There, If I can read them, I feel like an average person will be able to read them and just go straight to the sto- the sources to learn your Reformed theology. And also as a the importance of the body of Christ, the church, the, the local church, find a good confessional church where the gospel is preached, the sacraments are properly administered and where people take discipleship seriously also known as church discipline but also Mm. just discipleship seriously but don't underestimate don't get all the spirituality from the podcasts and the radio and and just books which those things are wonderful but also plug into the local church and don't underestimate it Mm -hmm. did i steal everybody's Yes, I was just going to say you. Everything, so there's nothing left to say. Addition, subtraction, (laughs) multiplication. Tony. Uh (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you definitely hit on what I wanted to say. My encouragement is absolutely plug into um, a good local church. Um, We're all members of Reformed churches. And, um, you know, it's so funny. Christian Twitter, Reformed Twitter, um, there's quite a few different people that have like their recurring tweet. Um, I never set out to do this, but it just happened for me organically. (laughs) I love my church and um, very often, not always on the Lord's day, but other days I just, something happens. Someone um, encourages me or, you know, walks with me through something difficult or it's just, you know, wonderful fellowship connection encouragement. Um, and I just love my church and I, I'm not so sure it's necessarily the function of being in a reformed church per se, although I don't want to take credit away from that. Um, maybe it's, uh, age and maturity and just growth in the Lord, but 
these last several years have been a real time of growth for me in love for the church. And I really do love my church. So that's kind of Angela. I'm Angela Pangela's um, <laughs> recurring tweet is I love my church because I do. So um, that's my encouragement to folks. Awesome. Yeah. Go to church. Yes. That's yeah. I, I can't add anything else, but, but go to church, go Go to church. Uh, you're, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna meet good people, yeah, even those that have been hurt, you know, by the church and by people in the church. Um, don't, don't, don't hold that against the church as a whole, and and especially of Christ Jesus, who created the church. It's His church, hmm. and um, you, and you're there to to worship our Triune God first, and. I, the whole reason I went back to school is because of discipleship. I had no discipleship when I first came to Christ, and and I, I saw a, a a need in the churches that I was in um, way back then, and um, yeah, just get to church. And there's there's helps there's helps out there. There's people that will listen and talk to you and and help you along your way. Amen. That that's definitely something that I try to encourage uh, Christians with. I have a lot of friends and family that profess to be Christians, yet they don't go to church for one reason or another. And, uh, you know, I've, I, I pray for them. I try to encourage them because that's where the Christian should be. That's where we need, that's where the ordinary means of grace are. And we, we need that. And, and we need the fellowship. We, there's no rogue Christians out there that are just by themselves. They, so definitely mm-hmm. if listeners go to church, find a Bible believing preaching reformed we all think uh <laughs> believe the church yeah and if you can't find one contact any of us we, we can help you uh there's there's oh, places online you can go 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 to the yep. napark map go uh the the heidel blog has an awesome map that where reformed churches are which i use mm-hmm. to find where they're not because i want to plant churches where they're not <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's my goal. Like, Amen. Right, here's here's a big area Brilliant. in Jersey, right in the middle, where there's no Reformed church. Let's go put one here. But but no, definitely, <laughs> man. I love the Lord's Day, and if you follow me on Twitter, you know I love the Lord's Day. And and actually, a friend of mine started uh, the just three the, more days. Yeah, the Reformed uh, or the uh, Lord's Day <laughs> yeah. bot. So so I always try to share the Lord's Day bot every day. Uh, but that's it. As Christians, we should look forward to that. It, it, it's the best mm-hmm. day of the week, the Lord's Day. And if you're not a Christian, that's my biggest prayer for you that, that if you're listening that you can be a Christian you can be born again just you need to turn to Christ trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ he lived a perfect life a life that we're commanded to live yet we we can't we are sinners we've sinned against the holy god we should be killed we we should be suffering hell forever but jesus took that punishment for us after living a perfect life he died a death on the cross a death that we all deserve and he suffered hell on the cross for all who believe and that's my prayer out there is you've turned to christ you believe just put your trust in christ here is here is the offer of salvation today is the day of salvation and jesus was buried and he rose again and he's seated at the right hand of god and he's coming again to judge the quick and the dead the living and the dead and when he comes back I pray that you have already put your trust in him because, because he's coming back in judgment, but you don't have to be judged. You can, you can sit with the righteous. You can be in the congregation of the righteous today. So if you're listening and you haven't put your trust in Christ, we all pray that you do turn to Christ and then 
we will help you find a Bible-believing Reformed church to worship with so you can be with the redeemed of God on the Lord's Day. And throughout the week, you can be encouraged to live to Christ out of gratitude for what he's done for us. So that, that is my prayer for you. So now to our last question, the one you've all been waiting for, the fun <laughs> question about Nicholas Kim Coppola. Now, did any of you know who he was or did you have to look him up? Did you know before? Yeah. Or did you have to look <laughs> any, anyone? Yeah, I knew. You knew? Just I from listening up. before. And I, I Googled <laughs> just to reassure myself that I knew. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll start with you this is the, the question charles all right so he he's nick nicholas cage is nicholas kim coppola if a nicholas cage movie was real life what character would you be and you can't be anybody that nicholas cage is playing okay <laughs> so i th- i thought long and hard about this i don't know if you've seen it well yeah you, you've got young kids you've seen it I would be Guy. Do you know who that is? I don't now, know who that is. You didn't. You didn't say what kind of real life. So I'm. I'm just. Okay. I'm, it's a movie that was made, and and it's we watch it in our real life. So I, I chose it. <laughs> so 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 Guy is the character that comes. So the movie The Crudes. Have okay. you seen that? Yes. Yes. An animated film. Mm-hmm. Guy is the intellectual human. You know, they're all Neanderthals, mm. whatever they are. Nick Cage is his dad. <laughs> Guy comes around and has a sloth as a belt. He's he's got inventions. Oh, he's got fire. Mm. So, yeah, I would I would I'd be Guy. Nice, nice. And uh, Tony, how about you? That's, that, okay. And by the way, that's I the first crew. Understand the rules. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't understand. I didn't know. I can't be Nicolas Cage. I thought it was if you could be Nicolas Cage. No, you you can't be <laughs> Nicolas Cage. You have to be like a supporting role to Nicolas Cage in one Trouble, of his movies. Because I was gonna pick the movie Valley Girl. So I'm, I'm from the Valley. <laughs> oh wow! In Southern California, <laughs> man. And now, like, that was that was the only one. <laughs> Now I know Angela can do that voice. No, so I don't. I, can't. I honestly, I don't know who I would be. I feel like I really disappointed Daryl. No, no, it's, it's all right. That's the first Valley Girl reference. I don't know anybody's name well. in that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you were gonna have that 19... reference, it, I was determined it was gonna come from me. No, it no. was like 1983, 84, and there was a great Frank Zappa song at the time ha. that I really liked associated with that song with that nice. movie. Now, Angela, I've never had a female guest on the show, so you definitely wouldn't be Nick wow. Cage character. But this I is interesting. So show. Yeah. Listen, I have got a great answer for you. I right. don't know how many people realize that Nick Cage was in Left Behind. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's he I thought that was Kirk Cameron. A character who didn't exist in Left Behind. I would run through every scene with my hands waving in the air, shouting, this isn't real. Dispensationalism's wrong. (laughs) That's it. That's the best answer on the history of the show. (laughs) You should have ladies more often, (laughs) Daryl. 
I've I've had several different ones, but that 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 one definitely has to be the best one. And yes, he was in uh, the newer Left Behind that yeah. came out like yeah nine years ago, eight years ago, something like that. Uh, I'm really excited now. I'm gonna have to check that out. You're gonna go watch that tonight, aren't you? <laughs> it might it might change your eschatology. So. Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure, solid stuff. Sure, for solid sure. stuff. So so where can uh, our listeners find your blog? The new Geneva.com. W- yes. There you go. There you go. And we look forward to the, the the future <laughs> reboot of the podcast. We don't know. And on Twitter at the New Geneva. That's right. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. At the New Geneva, there's the reform Twitter um, that we I was have. just gonna say well, you said kind of mine, reform Twitter is not ours. a place, but oh, it is now, now. Now it is. Now it is. It is Ooh. now. That's right. I, I still remember Daryl when you were just a young man and you appeared on reform Twitter for the first time. You said, mm-hmm. hello, uh, is this reform? Did I yeah. find it? I still remember that moment. That yep. was a good yep. moment. Yeah. And then, and then, then I'm grateful because you, you shared that you say, Hey, help my, help my friend Daryl, you know, add him, help him grow yeah. on Twitter or whatever. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Oh, the good old days. <laughs> but no, but that was but the I've age made, of innocence. Yeah, I've made so many great friends on Twitter. Like people knock it, but like there's like I'm I'm so encouraged by the people that, that I've found on there. And a, so a few true. of them don't live that far from me. Some uh mm-hmm. live in South Jersey, Delaware, and we've hung out. Like I've met Twitter people face to face and it's it's always like a glorious thing. It's like brother, brother. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 It is. It's an immediate so Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's I mean, it's been so worth it with all the friendships that we've made people like you people like Charles and then mm-hmm. going to conferences back when we used to have those and go to those right. and, and then seeing these people. It was great. Hopefully yeah. we get back to that really soon. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Daryl. Yes. Do you have an answer to the Nick Cage question? <laughs> No one's ever asked me. Thank <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, medicine. Women, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know what? I haven't given it much thought, actually. And I was waiting for somebody to turn the tables on me. I can't but, believe Tony didn't warn you after podcasting but, with me for how many but, <laughs> Today is the day. Today is the day. So so there's a few different ones. And some people have, have answered this one before. But I love National Treasure. That's one of my favorite mm-hmm. Nick Cage movies. Mm-hmm. The first one and the second one. Uh, but Riley is definitely, you know, you know, the guy in the chair type, you know, the computer geek. And I'm, you know, don't know much about computers, but I always, I always like that kind of character. Like the, the guy that he's not the number one, he, you know, he gets kind of made fun of his goof, but in the end he's like a hero. So uh, I definitely like the Riley answer. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll go with that right now, but there's, there's so many, you know, fun Nick Cage movies. He's made so many, uh, you know, I I like the Sorcerer's Apprentice too. You know, it's kind of cheesy, but you know, I, I would be the the apprentice guy. That was it was kind of cool movie. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, what, uh, maybe I shouldn't say this answer. Well, this will be out after the the, the podcast uh, that where this guy answered this. But uh, I I totally forgot Nick Cage was in the movie Ghost Rider, and Sam Elliott uh, yeah. is in that movie. And somebody gave me the answer, Sam Elliott, and I was like, oh man, Sam Elliott, like. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> the mustache. Like, yeah. <laughs> Perfect answer. Yeah. 
So the, the, I'll go with those two for right now. So we'll see if anybody else after after this asks me in another episode. But <laughs> <laughs> I might switch it up soon. This is you know it's it just fun and and you know not, not a lot of people know his real name is Nicholas Kim Coppola. So that's why I like to throw off when I send that to somebody, here's the outline. Like now, now they got to do some research. Who is this? Is yeah. he a theologian? Is he? <laughs> hey Daryl, we have in, in honor of the, uh, the glory days of the new Geneva podcast. We always had to ask our guests. Yeah. If you I had know, to pick between yeah. Duran Duran and Queen, who is your pick? Yeah. Hall of famers, Duran mm-hmm. Duran and Queen. Well, yeah. And, and I always thought like, oh, that's such a weird, the like bands to put against each other because they're almost like different genres. I know it's so weird because one of them is so clearly better than <laughs> the other. That is true. I would agree. Duran Duran one. Hmm. That's that's a tough choice. I, I, <laughs> I still think overall musically, Queen would probably be better than Duran Duran. You know, but Duran mm. Duran's probably an underrated type band and not just this 80s pop band they wrote you know some some well thought out songs that no one's ever heard before but <laughs> hey planet world uh, they were onto something back in 1981 mm. <laughs> yeah anyway so so listeners you, you can uh find me on twitter as well at daryl updike the happy presbyterian or the the show's twitter which i only really use to post about the show is uh at what are we even d1 but as we said earlier in the podcast i will be starting seminary at westminster in philadelphia in in a couple weeks probably once this podcast is out i've already would have started classes but um i'm asking definitely for for prayer from all of you in that endeavor and if if you can i'm also going to post a link at the bottom of the show notes if you feel like partnering with me if you feel led to that of course always support your family first, give to your church first. But if you feel like helping me in my, my costs for seminary, the link will be below. Um, but definitely please keep praying because again, my goal is, is to be used by God in any way. But right now I feel called to plant reformed churches because people need to hear the gospel. And once they hear the gospel, they need to be plugged into a, a local church. And I believe reformed churches are a needed thing. So if God uses me that way, he may use me in that way. So thank you, uh, New Geneva cast, for, for coming on the, the show today. It was definitely you, a Darryl. pleasure, yeah. a good time. Thank you. So fun. Hope, hope to do it again. So until next time, I pray you continue to seek the kingdom of God and find out what we are even doing here. Grace and peace. And drive safe, Brady. You know, we talked about (laughs) this isn't real. Dispensationalism's wrong. (laughs)